Hey, this is Chris Jones. You know, art is around us all the time, and it's in every melody we hear, the clothing we wear, the buildings we pass by, and the personal touches we hang on our walls. That's why we created the Give It Up for the Arts Challenge. We're on a mission to raise $90,000 in 90 days to keep the arts alive and thriving, and we need your help. How do we do that? Well, it's simple and it's fun. You pick something in your everyday life that you'll give up, and you donate what you save to support East End Arts. You're not spending any extra money, and you get to choose. Skip the latte, that's what I'm doing. Lunch out, movie night, shopping trip, whatever, it's up to you. Then you challenge five friends to do the same. Tag, text, email, like, and share, and we make a bigger difference when we're in it together. Also, the first $10,000 donated gets doubled by our generous board members, which is pretty awesome. So every small sacrifice makes a big impact. The Give It Up for the Arts challenge lasts from now through December. So if you're ready to go, go to eastendarts.org or check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks. Can you tell me like action or something? What's what's my what's my word? Yeah, we're on what's right my, now. What's my go word? We're going to use this even as just the little... <laughs> the bloopers? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Matter of Spark, the East End Arts Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Weiss, and today I'm discussing the art of horror with my friend Mark Levine. Okay. Uh, first off, thank you, Wendy and Chris, for having me here on Spark. Genius. I love this. Um, I am a artist of over 40 years. I've been living out in Suffolk County for about 30-some-odd years. Um, I am part of the East End Arts community uh, here at both uh, in the gallery as a member and as a teacher or an instructor at the school here. My focus is sequential art and the art of storytelling, which can be comic books, it can be cartooning, anime, and I've been doing that. I'm going into my second or third year here. And tell us a little bit about why you are here to talk about the art of horror with me. Well, it's an interesting subject matter. Um, something, again, I've been doing this for over 40 years. Um, it's always been interesting to me. It's wide range in subject matter. Anything from mythological to vampires to demons and fantasy. So the horror genre, I feel, is often dismissed as lesser than other genres, and yet that society craves it. It's also very popular. Do you have any thoughts about that sort of dynamic? Well, it's where my inspiration actually began as a youngster. It wasn't, you know, just comic books. It was film. Um, I loved watching uh, old black and white films with my family. I was fortunate because my parents were both horror film fanatics. They loved it. Famous Monsters of Filmland, silent movie like Nosferatu or uh, any of those older uh, films. Metropolis, classic beautifully filmed, art directed. You know, I looked at everything and absorbed it. That's why I started drawing uh, exclusively in pencil. Drove my father crazy because he was a painter, watercolor, uh, oils. And he would just like, when are you going to stop with the pencil? You already got it. You got, you know how to model, you know everything. Why aren't you starting? Because color is like weird. I don't know how to handle color. 
Can you tell us about the thing you saw or heard or the moment that made you decide to start creating the way that you do and in this horror genre? Um, I was in my last year of high school. Um, uh, I even remember the teacher's name, uh, Peretti. And he had me, uh, he wanted portraits, self-portraits. And I decided to do a self-portrait of myself without looking at myself. And I painted it really dark. Um, and I started thinking about like all the old Renaissance painters, in particular, uh, Bosch, Goya. And it started looking like that. And um, my teacher loved it, man. He just was like, wow, what, what, are you, where, what have you just discovered? And, ever, and then I got into uh, album cover art. I got into magazines like Heavy Metal. Um, and then I just started creating. And how has it, how's it evolved since, you know, album art and things like that? Well, there's a, a couple of things. Uh, everything starts off in drawing. So as an art instructor and a teacher, I tell students, uh, you have to know how to draw. Um, I know everything goes digital with a lot of the younger uh, crowd. Uh, they're all on their iPads, their phones, or, you know, it, that's all great. But they got to show me conventional drawing skills, foundation skills, perspective. Can you draw with a pencil? Um, are you willing to explore paint or do things out of the box? So I get them to work on different substrates, um, along with cognitive thinking of storytelling. Very important. Don't come in here and discuss to me about how great Spider-Man is. Uh, if you want to do Spider-Man, you better know anatomy. You better know perspective. But more important to me, uh, create your own villain. That gets the juices flowing. And these students, these young students are amazing. Every one of them. What about you? When you are drawing, when you're creating these characters in your head, like what's up in, is there demons up there? Like what's going on with that? Like, or do people must tell you that all oh, the time? Yeah, yeah, they do. So now I'm tapping into a dark side of myself, um, which I don't want to get too heavy into what the psychology is because I don't really care. I love expressing myself through horror. You know, make your own path. Don't wait to be discovered by a gallery or a magazine or a publisher. It's it's you, man. You know, um, I have one student. She started painting her horror art on sneakers, sneakers, and she does a great business. It's amazing. She's a high schooler, man. It, it's so intense watching this stuff grow. Um, the other thing that's inspiring is avenues of not just merchandise, but look at tattoo artists. Um, I've, <laughs> I've had so many people come up to me and go, I love that Medusa. Can I have you draw a Medusa for me for my back? Yes, of course. It's a commission. I would love to do it. Um, so it's getting the art out there into the public is, is a big to do. I do want to touch on a little bit about horror in fine art that we talked about. Yeah. You, you touched on it a little bit, but I think that that's kind of something that could possibly be really interesting. As a young artist, um, looking at early Renaissance paintings, um, uh, the triptychs, and uh, then as I started looking at all of this stuff, I was like, I, I appreciated the amazing uh, painting skills and understanding of light source and modeling. All this is really important. But then I started looking at people like Bosch. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on with this guy? And that 
was inspiring. So I would start doing some sketches. Um, and I remember my folks coming, particularly my dad, he was like, what, what are you doing? What is that? It's like, dad, I, I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> Vampires are sexy, man. Um, I mean, there's that. And it's also um, the adolescent girls are gravitating to the films like you're talking about and the books that you're talking about. Um, but you, you also should know that the other monsters, um, the mummy, Frankenstein, um, the wolf, Wolfman has been forgotten. It turned into werewolf films and were, werewolf books and, and so forth. And they tie the werewolves into uh, the vampire stories. I don't sleep, man. I just, I'm a vampire. I guess I'm a vampire myself. <laughs> Well, being someone who was at one time an adolescent girl and can now uh, reflect on what that is that maybe your students haven't even realized, I would say that something that's very attractive about vampires to um, to a woman in, that's developing as her own is that uh, they're also very powerful. They're mysterious in their power. It's kind of hidden. You're not really sure about it, but it's there. Um, and it's just whether how they wield it. Uh, and I think that that could be something that also and, you know, like we've talked about, Mark, is the fashion like uh, they yes. are chic and vampires uh, are not just powerful men. They are powerful women. So it's it's not just a male or female thing. So that's important to note, I think. Um if you look at Frankenstein, uh, the Bride of Frankenstein was created uh, so that Frankenstein would have a mate. Mark, when you're working with your students and you're doing a character development that's a villain, is that a project that you do? Like today we're going to create a villain or is that something that you let naturally evolve? It's not about villains. I'm working on something right now with students. It'll, uh, it's actually tomorrow uh, about the dangers of A.I., um, it, we're losing our humanity. So I want to bring in a character that's going to transform and become augmented reality. In augmented reality, we'll lose humanity in a very serious and dark way to the point where the human being is gone. And do you find that your students dive right into this or are they Absolute, hesitant? Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Absolutely, they dive right into it. And that's what keeps me going. It's like their energy, they have so much to say. And now technology is possibly another horror story. Thank you very much. That's coming. Mm -hmm. And Mark, you focus a lot in your horror art on illustrations and things like that. But horror has been something that we've seen in fine art for centuries. Um, Caravaggio, uh, Cezanne, Frida Kahlo, and even Warhol did a little nod um, to horror art with the big electric chair back in 67. Do you kind of let that the your horror art go and overlap into your fine art? Or you kind of keep them compartmentalized? Yeah, it, it, interesting word. Um, it's a separate entity. However, it the, the skill set and the talent and understanding of how to draw, how to paint, foundation skills carry from one to the other. When people look at my fine art and they dismiss my fantasy or horror art, 
it really annoys me because don't you look at the skill set. It's still there. The subject matter's changed. That's all. The other component of this I'd like to say, if you look at my body of work, and I think any artist that's doing horror, if there's a consistency across the body of work and subject matter and style, not necessarily style, I shouldn't say that, but in, in subject matter, then I think it becomes valid. So, Mark, we're having you uh, on Matter of Spark in October, which is, I guess, a little cliche when we're talking about horror art, but let's face it, you know, the horror's on everyone's mind at this time of year, but you do classes throughout the year. So tell us like, about, you know, what it, what is it like throughout the year? You still bring horror into your classes, you know, what and what do you have coming up, um, you know, with here at East End Arts and anywhere with your students? It doesn't necessarily have to be horror. It could be science fiction. It could be fantasy, as long as you have a strong storyline and you could tell the story in pictures. Again, if you see something, draw something. So sometimes I have students and occasionally they'll do it. Like you just took a trip out, you know, and saw your great your grandparents up in their farm. Uh, tell me about that experience. Was there anything? Oh, yeah, I got to milk a cow. I said, well, would you like, why not draw that? Why not put that in? See if you could put something together from memory. Um, every time I start a class, I put some drawing, like we did uh, last week, um, just as reference. Um, I drew three frames. The first frame was a summer tree. Second frame, it's fall. Let's celebrate fall, autumn, and put in some colors. And then the third frame was late fall, which means the leaves are now on the ground. We're not doing winter. We're doing end of fall. So uh, I loved what, uh, just as an example, one of the students took the tree and half of it was gone and then it was a stump. <laughs> and I was like, this is genius. That's what I want from students. Don't just copy what I'm doing. Think about it. So you talked about how your classes are primarily tweens and teens. Yes. How yes. would an adult class look? How would it be different? I don't think I would change anything at all. It's the same thing. You know, give me some cognitive thinking. I, I think with adults, too, they're going to have a great morgue, great morgue, meaning a library upstairs of visuals. Think about film. And that's why I, I would, when I watch films, I watch the films totally, but then I will take off voice and stop frames and just absorb what I'm watching. I love it. Beautiful. Downtown Riverhead is having their 2023 Halloween Fest um, right here in the Arts District on Saturday, October 21st. And uh, Eastern Arts has invited you to be there. So tell us what you're going to be doing. When I do shows, and anybody that's seen me out on Live on 25, uh, no, I draw live. I love drawing live. Everything is always done in pencil when I'm out there. I want people to understand it starts with pencil drawing. I don't even know what I'm going to work on. Sometimes I don't know until I get here and I love that. It's like whatever energy I'm picking up, that's what I'm going to work on. Um, also, all my merchandise will be here and also all the artwork that's new is going to be uh, available for uh, view and or purchase up to whoever. I don't mind when people come into my booth Three tables filled with stuff. Just look through it. Deck of playing cards, a coloring book. Just look through it. Enjoy the art. 
Mark, thank you so much for being here today on Matter of Spark. You certainly have inspired me to dive into the horror uh, <laughs> season, and I think you'll inspire all of our listeners to do the same and hopefully maybe look at art, horror art, dark art in a new way. Thank you again, both you and Chris. This is amazing. I'm so happy <laughs> Eastern Art has put Spark on the map. This is an incredible journey. Thank you for making me part of it. Please don't forget to join us on October 21st in the afternoon right here in the Arts District of Downtown Riverhead for trick-or-treating, costumes, coffin races, and Mark Levine. This podcast is recorded and produced at the studio of East End Arts Council, a powerful force for unlocking creativity since its inception in 1972. Through the years, we've been committed to enriching a vibrant arts community, enhancing individual and professional development, and encouraging a wide range of expression through education, collaboration, exhibition, and performance on the East End of Long Island. Go to eastendarts.org for more information. East End Arts. Unlock creativity. Build community. All content belongs to East End Arts Council, and the views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers. Thank you. Thank you.